0: It's a little crazy because I never thought I would change my life so drastically. You know, like alcohol has been a huge part of my life and a huge part of what made me me and it really heavily influenced what I was making or um, the lack of stuff I was making at the time as well. Welcome to the Cozy Universe podcast. I'm your host, Elise Brown. This is the podcast for creatives by creatives. You can follow us over on TikTok at Shop Cozy Universe or over on Instagram at Cozy Universe Studio to get all updates on product drops, pop-up shop events, and even just podcast updates in general. Thank you again to Anchor for hosting this podcast, and I hope you guys enjoy today's episode. We're finally sitting down and talking about sobriety instead of just mentioning it casually in the past couple of episodes like I have been. (laughs) And so I'm really excited to talk to you guys about this because I really wanted to dedicate an entire episode of the podcast to it instead of just, you know, trying to be so casual about it because this is like, it's a really big deal for me and I'm sure there's someone out there who can relate or someone who at least wants to hear the story. Um. You know, it's nothing, it's nothing unique, nothing spectacular compared to the stories of other artists I have um, taken inspiration from as far as going into recovery and, you know, just staying sober. And yeah, so that's really what we're gonna, you know, chat about today. I have been, as of today, I'm still like, counting the days (laughs) I don't check my little uh calendar app as much as I used to when I first started but I'm still very early on into my journey so I've been sober for a little over a month let's see it says here 48 days exactly so that breaks down to what a month two weeks and three days which is oh excuse me that sparkling water gets me all burpy it, it's incredible regardless it's incredible like there was a time in my life where I would drink for months straight so now to be like over a month off of that and I'm over a month away from that lifestyle that path I was going down it's just like I don't think I give myself enough props honestly and so I wanted to really do that today and you know because here's the thing I always go back and listen to episodes to see oh what could I have in- do for the next one? What are some improvements I can make to the production overall? Could I have edited it better? Things like that. And, you know, I mean, at the end of it, it's like, it's like a little video diary, a little voice diary. Um, So instead of just me writing this down in my journal, I'm speaking it into the universe and speaking it into existence. So like, I feel like this is a podcast I'm going to look back on in like, let's say like months from now. And just be really proud of how far I've come from just this point where I'm at in the present moment. So I did want to try to relate it to uh, just like the whole general theme of our podcast, which is creativity and community building, right? So I will get into that, but I feel like you guys need a little bit of a preface, a little bit of an introduction of sorts. Just a little bit of background information about me and my, why I chose this path, essentially. (laughs) So let's just get right on into it. I had my first drink in, I want to say I was in middle school. It wasn't like a drink drink, it was a sip of a drink, so, but that was like the first time I had ever tasted alcohol, so, I mean, that's where we got to start, right? Um, I was in the process of applying to be in this program for a high school I was I didn't want to go to at the time but my parents were just so dead set on me going down this path because I had been in gifted classes and advanced classes like ever since I started school and so they thought you know let's just continue that into high school even though that was not I didn't know what I wanted to do just because I mean I'm a people pleaser and I'm also the oldest oldest child in my family, so I just wanted to set a good example for my siblings and you know not upset my parents in the long run, even though that's you know what happens in life. But I thought I could beat that. Anyways, um yeah, I it was a sip of my dad's screwdriver. At least that's what I think it was. He's normally a crown drinker, so he told me it was a screwdriver. He told me there was vodka in it. But again, I was like in eighth grade. So I have no idea what any of that even was. I was just like, it's alcohol. Let me try a bit. <laughs> but I mean, I liked it. I t- ended up taking a couple more sips. But again, I was in eighth grade. So I had to have been like 13 or 14 years old. And my you know, my dad being the responsible parent he is, he was just like, all right, that's enough. You You definitely cannot have an entire drink. So, uh, and then that was where it all really started because I was stressed out in that moment and my dad had let me try some of this alcohol and I felt like, I don't want to say I felt instantly calmer, but I felt a little like, you know, noticeably calmer and less stressed after ingesting just a small amount of such a substance, you know, and from there it kind of blossom into me sneakily drinking during high school I haven't told a lot of people about this so this is like I mean it's no longer top secret information but I I mean I didn't I wasn't much of a drinker in high school or anything but there were times especially in moments of stress and lack of confidence that I would drink and that's really just because I had one friend who quite de- To be really blunt about it, she was just going through some shit. She was going through a lot of family problems, a lot of personal problems as well. I don't want to air her out, you know, but she was just going through a lot. And I remember it had to have been like my sophomore or junior year of high school that um, I noticed um, she was bringing in alcohol into the school, which was like nuts because it literally just looked like tea. She would bring in like a giant, like, well, it wasn't giant, but it was big at the time. Like once I figured out that it was filled with alcohol and not tea, Um, (laughs) she would bring in like a one liter soda bottle, like one of those clear plastic bottles. And it was just filled up with what we thought was tea, Um, what I thought was tea, because, you know, I was innocent little Elise. And so one day I was talking to her because, you know, she and I, we really bonded over writing. And, you know, we ended up writing like a bunch of fan fiction and just like short stories. We collaborated quite often just because I loved, I loved writing and I loved her writing and, it, and I loved the writing that we made together. It was incredible. And so I really thought, you know, I, I thought, you know, I would just ask her what was up because she was always bringing in these bottles. I couldn't tell what it was, but I was just like, that doesn't smell like tea, so, <laughs> um, yeah, I, and I distinctly remember this too, it was the morning before my geometry it was either, it was either a midterm or a final, regardless, it was a really big exam. And, you know, I was talking to my friend because I had just, uh, we had just finished a chapter of the story we were writing and I was just discussing with them you know, what we were going over, what needed to be edited, revised, things like that. Like we were really serious about our writing process, a lot more serious than we probably should have been (laughs) considering we were in high school and this was like an extracurricular activity and not like for English class, but, you know, um, so I, after we discussed that, I then move on to the topic of how stressed I am about this geometry final because I fucking hate math. I like I can do simple math and it's gotten me so far. Why do I need to know like the degrees of a triangle or a semicircle or all the formulas and what have you? Um, Just because I don't personally use it in my adult life. (laughs) But we were talking about that and she was like, you know, she's like, here. Have some of this and she hands me the liter she hands me the bottle of what I still thought was tea even though it doesn't smell like tea and I was like what is this she was just like it's it's a drink and I'm like okay like a drink or like a drink drink you know and you know it ended up being a drink drink I she called it her little concoction and that's where it really really started for me like that's where my problems with alcohol really began I'd like to say like it didn't seem like it at the time but now looking back I'm like damn that's that's really where it all started like that those couple of sips I had of my dad's screwdriver were nothing compared to when I started drinking in high school so I would you know I drank it and I was like oh this is actually pretty good it smells like rocket fuel but it tastes pretty damn good and I feel calm I feel less stress. I feel a little bit more confident going into this exam. And so, you know, I think it's pretty clear from just where the story is going. I walked into that exam tipsy, <laughs> which I'm so surprised my teachers didn't say anything, or I'm so surprised, you know, my boyfriend at the time didn't even know what was going on, but I was tipsy. I was, I had drank. I like had a sip of my friend's concoction and I took that exam I don't want to say drunk as fuck but for you know it was pretty not sober of me to do and mind you this is all at like 7:30 in the morning so that's where I really like not not my smartest moment but hey I passed the I passed the exam I did the best I ever had done on a math exam <laughs> cuz I have severe test anxiety And it was really bad back in high school, too. Oh, my God. But that's where it started. And, you know, I was just like... It would get to the point where I was starting to bum drinks off of this friend that I had. And I would start going to class a little drunk. I would, you know, get drunk at lunch. And, you know, just sober up by the time I get home so my parents wouldn't suspect a thing. Whenever I would go to hang out with this friend, like, the couple of times I hung out with them outside of school, like... I would just go get drunk and because we instead of spending that time working on this supposed novel or the fan fiction that my friend and I had been working on we would just go get drunk you know we would just take some concoctions and you know just hang out and talk about high school and the bullshit that surrounds that and we would just go get drunk. It was no longer about making something that we both loved and put a lot of energy and time and love into. It was about how fucked up can we get to the point where it's just like it's so it was so bizarre looking back on it now because I'm like fully realizing this because I hadn't thought about it like this until today. Um, It's just like it's like how fucked up can we get and how quickly can we sober up before we go back to our parents? You know, it's just like so crazy. Like, not crazy because, like, I'm sure a lot of people have a similar experience where they literally would just go out and party when they're in, like, high school. But mind you, my party, my party phase really didn't start until I went to college. And, you know, obviously as you start drinking, the ne- nearing the drinking age or, you know, you start hanging out with people who are of drinking age or who are able to obtain alcohol legally or illegally, like, that's where real problems begin. And that's where it started for me because... I was so focused on partying and, you know, avoiding my problems, avoiding traumas that I was still dealing with at that time, um, avoiding, you know, those generational curses we all like to talk about while still being confined within them. So, like I did, I did a lot of crazy things because of alcohol. I ended up breaking up with my long time like boyfriend when I first started college because I wanted to you know go be a slut essentially I just wanted to have that college fantasy enjoy enjoy that knowing that damn well I'm a lover girl at heart I love being in love and I love being in a relationship but I wasn't healed enough as a person let alone as a partner and so I just cut that person off and I did it very toxically I'm not gonna lie I I was awful about it but to be fair, like we just weren't right for each other. Um, but yeah, like the more I like I'm realizing, like the more I drank, the less time I spent creating things. And then I had the bright idea one day and I've talked about this a little bit in a past podcast, too. I had the bright idea um, where I would just invite a bunch of people over. We'd all um, manage to get some alcohol. Usually it was wine because, you know, we don't want to get too crazy. But wine is like the gateway drug of of alcohol. I'm not even kidding. (laughs) Because it's just juice, but it makes you feel good until you don't feel good anymore, you know? But we would all get a couple bottles of wine. Someone would bring cups or I would have cups just stashed away in my dorm. And we would do like paint and sips. Which were so fun, I loved them, um, but again, it was just further feeding into my alcoholism, and it got to a point where it's like, man, I can't even paint without having some booze nearby. Like shit just sucked, man. it like it was cool for the time being, but looking back, I'm like, "Damn, why did I do that to myself? And it just makes me think like I could have been making so much more art or better art even if i wasn't so you know attached to drinking and so it really affected me as a creative and not and also just as a person in general but you know creatively speaking I wasn't making as much stuff as I could have. Um, whenever I got invited to a bunch of like art events or I was doing my blog at the time, I got invited to a bunch of like stuff as a blogger so that way I could have things to write about and share with my audience. I literally, kid you not, like I would not go to an event if there wasn't a bar or if there weren't serving alcohol of some sort. Even though half the time I was underage, A lot of these people who invited me to these events, they didn't ID me. They didn't care. They thought they were just like, "Eh, whatever, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, half of the events I went to, like, they didn't care that I was under 21. They didn't even ask my age. So I was just out here networking and, you know, while drunk as hell. So I don't even have those connections anymore because I ended up just in... What, what's the word impulsively just deleting everything I had ever worked on or removing it from being as visible as easily visible on the Internet. And that's still something I beat myself up over to this day because that's like a, that was like a huge stepping stone for me that, you know, into what ended it. it I just get frustrated thinking about it because ultimately that's what pushed me to start cozy universe and, you know, start doing these pop-up events and start working on a podcast and things like that. And so it's just really crazy to think that, man, my life would have been so different if I had just cut the booze. So where are we at now? 48, almost 49 days into sobriety. So it was not an easy decision to make. I thought I was always gonna be an alcoholic. I thought I was always gonna drink. And it really took working with my therapist um, that I am so grateful to have found someone that doesn't shame me for my decisions and that encourages me to grow and encourages me to be curious about the world around me and to be curious about myself. because it was not easy. When I first started going to my therapist, I was in my, I was in active addiction. I was actively consuming alcohol and, you know, it was affecting a lot of areas of my life and not just my business, not just my art, not just, you know, crafting in general. Like it just, it was affecting everything like from work, my relationships, my relationships with myself, everything. And It was probably the latest session that we've done, the most recent one, where I took ownership of labeling myself as an alcoholic because I hadn't thought about it like that until my therapist had asked me. Um, she, She just straight up asked me, do you consider yourself to be an alcoholic? And I was like, yes. And I ended up fessing up to her that the reason I decided to start working with her is because she was qualified as an expert in, um, providing therapy to alcoholics. So it just ended up, you know, it was like a really big realization for me that this is something in my life that I want to change. It's not going to be an easy change, especially because a lot of society and a lot of social, instances are surrounded and revolve around alcohol, um, which makes it so much easier to be in recovery, right? Okay. I'm sorry about the sarcasm, but ever since, you know, I took my last drink, I have been, for one, I just feel better. Like, I feel a little healthier. I'm not as healthy as I would like to be, but it's a good start. I've been getting better quality sleep. I... My anxiety has gone down, like, very noticeably. And I'm I'm very much aware of what's going on around me. So... I mean that's incredible in itself. And on top of that, I'm able to dedicate the time that I would have been spending drinking into my passion projects, such as working on my business, working on the podcast, working on some new paintings, working on developing new candle scents and new candle formulas, working on soaps, how to improve all of that. Just I'm in a I'm in a phase of my life right now. I'm in a space where I just uh, I'm curious about anything and everything and I am not satisfied until I try it out for myself you know and I've met really incredible people along the way who have encouraged my journey and who have encouraged the work that I'm doing thus far and like that was like another big thing for me I was really worried that I wouldn't be able to make friends as as a sober person because a lot of my friend groups, a lot of my relationships were like based in alcoholism or based in just drinking culture in general. And I've noticed myself getting really distant from the people I used to be really close to just because we would always go out and party and get drunk and ignore the problems at hand and, you know, just pretend that everything's fine and live in that delusion. Um, it's cut. It's quite sad, truly, but I mean, I feel, I feel a lot more grounded in the fact that I'm surrounding myself with people who, who actually support me and not just want to be around me because I'm that fun party friend, you know? And it's, it hurts to say, <laughs> you know, looking, thinking about it and everything, but I mean, I still keep in touch with the people who I was really close to, um, and who still really support me what in whatever I do in my life. There are people who have seen me at my absolute worst in my addiction and people who have seen me at my absolute best in my sobriety. And, you know, I think it's important to keep those people around as long as it's not a toxic relationship. And so there are people who have seen, like, the change of it all, and then there are people who are coming into my life now and just accepting me for me, accepting that you know I was a drunk in my past but I'm not that girl anymore I'm not that person and so it's just been incredible and like creating things like I said I've been able to spend more time making things which means I've been making more things which means I've been making a lot of new stuff as well like before I recorded the podcast today I have been working on this painting I'm sure I've talked about it in a couple other um, episodes as well and just it's crazy like I've been working on this piece for a couple months now and I'm finally starting to see it all come together which is incredible it's it feels so good to not feel like I have to rush into making the project perfect or rush into making it done which is something I would really pressure myself into Um, back in my addiction. So, I mean, that's just one plus of where I'm at in my sobriety journey. Um, On top of that, I'm more present when I'm creating. I'm not creating just to escape. I'm creating for the sake of creating. And that is just so rewarding. And it's really freeing, too. You know, like I... I was literally like just sitting there looking at the painting I was working on today. I was about ready to cry. Like I'm not even, I'm not even going to, you know, try and put on an act right now. Like it's just, I was so emotional in the fact that I'm able to fully be present and enjoy this moment and be proud of myself, be proud of what I'm making. And just knowing that there is no way I could have, felt this way or have even come close to feeling this way hadn't I made the decision to be sober and you know so to speak I always go back and forth with myself about whether or not um, sobriety is going to be a lifelong journey for me um, or it's like a lifelong part of my part of my life you know because I do miss pairing um like wine and food together, but I also know deep down that if I have that one little sip, it's going to turn into one whole glass, into two glasses, into one bottle, into two bottles, into a hangover the next two days, like and I'm getting older on top of that too. I'm still relatively young, but I, you know, people do age and I am people. I'm one of those people who ages. So hangovers are would inevitably get worse as the years go on just because your body changes and metabolizes alcohol very differently than when I was in my active addiction so to speak and I just don't want that life for me I I wish I could drink and never be hungover cuz then I wouldn't feel like addicted you know I wouldn't feel so awful about drinking every time I opened up a bottle but that's not the reality that That would be delusional of me to fully believe that, right? So for now, and hopefully for the rest of my life, I will just continue to remain sober. And I feel like it just makes me a better person all around. I'm able to be more present within my relationships. It's I mean, talking to people is never easy for me. I always feel like a little bit of anxiousness. Or anxiety, I guess, is the correct term um, when it comes to, you know, socializing, especially in a venue where alcohol is readily available, but I have to actively work against um, the urge and the craving to have it. And this happens to me, especially at pop-up shops um, that I do, too, um, because some of the shops I do my events at, they are bars, you know. There are people drinking. There's, you know, liquor everywhere. But I'm also really intentional about the spaces that I choose because, yeah, a venue could just be serving alcohol. It could be a bar. It could be a brewery, you know, whatever the case is. But if they don't have at least one non-alcoholic option that isn't just, you know, a Coca-Cola or just water, then I won't be there. My business won't be there. I That's not the lifestyle I want to promote. That's not who I am as a person. Like I want to be in a place that is inc- inclusive of sober people. And so I have to be really selective with where I decide to do these pop-ups because a lot of the places that do pop-ups, they are very heavily centered around alcohol. And that's no shade to people who are drinking or people who are able to you know, drink, have a drink, and then they're okay. Um, it's no shade to anybody that's actively an alcoholic. It's no shade to anybody, but it's shade to myself, essentially, essentially just because I, I've been there. I've done that. I don't really want to go back. I think about it sometimes just because, dang, the past was just so this and so that I tend to romanticize the past, but then I have to always like have that reality check, remind myself, Hey, you weren't able to like make anything good that you deemed as good. You weren't able to make as much stuff. You weren't able to express your creativity so freely because you would inhibit yourself by drinking. Like I, I, And it sounds like I'm, I feel like I'm beating myself up about it. I feel like I'm just like being negative Nancy, but it's, it's the truth. Like, I don't think I've loved myself more than when I have been actively in recovery. So that's on, that's on, (laughs) that's on growth and self love and setting boundaries within myself. And, you know, With me being able to do so, I have the energy and also the excitement to go out and do more markets, to do more pop-ups, to network with other business owners, to make new friends, to share my creations with the community, to learn about the community in ways I would not have been able to Um, just because I was not the same person that I am now like even a month ago so it's just I feel like sobriety has opened up so many doors of opportunity for me and I feel like it's just gonna continue to do so and you know I'm being very positive about my sobriety like I want to be realistic for a second it's not easy and I'm sure anyone that is recovering can tell you the same thing it's not fucking easy You've been, when you go from doing something like almost every hour of every day to not doing it at all, it's kind of crazy. And I'm very fortunate that I am healthy enough to have made the decision that I have made and stick with it. Cause I know for some people, it's not just that easy to quit drinking, you know? Like for health reasons, not even because you just want to stop drinking, but it's just like, if you stop drinking, like your body's not going to know how to react. And so I still get cravings. I still, you know, I haven't, it feels like I haven't quite flushed out my system, (laughs) so to speak. I don't know why that made me giggle, but I don't know. I just, I feel healthier. I feel more in tune with my creativity and I feel more present. And grounded, which is incredible. And so if anyone is considering sobriety, considering, you know, ditching their substance that they are currently very attached to, you know, you never know until you try. And... This is not, like, I want to make this very clear. I I didn't want to make this podcast with the intention of bashing people who are addicts or bashing people who occasionally enjoy a drink or like to smoke every now and then. Like, this is in no way to bash anybody. This is solely just my experience and things I have dealt with and things I am dealing with. So I want to make that very clear. Like, sobriety is a very personal choice. It's not just some lifestyle that you should push onto other people, but I will say it just has, it's changed my life a lot and it's really changed my creativity in general. Ultimately, I wouldn't say that I'm happier now. I'm just more aware of what I'm feeling. And so I'm more aware of when I'm happy, when I'm not happy, uh, And just really able to channel that emotion into whatever I'm creating. And I know it sounds a little crazy to say because it's like, how are you channeling emotion into candle making? It's like, I I always tell people, it's like aromatherapy for me basically. Because I'm working with all these different scents. And it's very visually pleasing because I do all of the candle dressing with dried herbs, dried flowers, stuff like that. And it's just like very, it's a very calming, very Zen activity for me. Same thing with making soap, honestly. And then I, like, I love making soap. It's so easy for me to make a lot of soap because like, and I'm talking too much to the point where I have overstock. And so, because it's just fun and it's not as messy as candle making. So I could literally just wash my hands and be like, oh, well, it's like I just washed my hands. I have soap all over me. So I just just washed my hands, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and then I've been getting back into painting again as well. And being able to really enjoy that has been so cool. I I'm going to be so truthful that it took me a lot longer to get back into painting than just doing the rest of my crafting, because like I had previously mentioned, I there was a couple years of my life honestly where if I had a paintbrush in hand I would have a glass of wine in the other or you know whiskey or whatever it was around at the time and so you know it's it's quite it's quite a difference now I will have a sparkling water or have a latte maybe a matcha something or maybe I'm just not thirsty at all and I just you know, I'm just painting to enjoy the moment. And so with that being said, I I feel like this is a good place to like kind of wrap it up just because I, I'm getting, I'm feeling very like, yeah, this is, I'm done talking now. <laughs> I've been talking for a little bit, but I am so excited and so happy that you guys stuck with me to the end here and heard me out a little bit. This is something I can very clearly talk about for a long time and it's something I haven't been able to talk about for a little bit just like to this extent I should say Um, because truthfully like my life has changed a lot and I now have more dominion over what I'm making and how much I'm making and what I'm feeling as I'm creating and I have a stronger support system than ever of just equally if not more creative people. Who just get it, you know? And so, I mean, I'm really, I'm. It makes me really hopeful for the future, and you know, not to be cheesy or anything, but you know, I really just am trying to take this journey one day at a time. And I think that's the super ho- the superpower behind sobriety. It's just like you're able to be a lot more present, and honestly, like. I'm really glad I made this choice. I'm not always happy about it. I feel like I am missing out sometimes, but for the most part, I am really glad about it. I don't wanna go, I wanna keep recording, but alas, I have to keep on keeping on, you know? Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. This one is really special to me and I'm glad we were able to share this moment together. And with that being said, I do just want to remind you guys of some pop-up events we'll be doing just so that way I put it out there. Hopefully I get to see some of you guys and share my work with you or we just get to share a coffee together. Just, you know, cute little things like that. Um, But I will be, I have a couple of events for the month of February and they are as follows. So I'll be returning back to the Empress Market over at Velvet Gypsy in Seminole Heights. Super duper excited about this one. It's a love yourself theme which baby I am all about loving yourself okay. I love self-love and I think it's the most important type of love out there. And so, like I said, Velvet Gypsy, Seminole Heights, that's gonna be from 8 p.m. all the way to midnight on Thursday, February 9th. And then I'm gonna take a little bit of a break, but not too big of a break because I'll be back in St. Petersburg over at the Populum Gallery and Art Show. That's gonna be February 11th, I believe. It's a Saturday. The same week, just on the weekend. Um, And that's gonna start at 7pm and that'll go all the way to 1am. I will not be there until 1am just because I do have obligations the morning after, but I'll I'll at least be there until 11pm. So let's just say 7pm to 11pm, you guys can catch me out there. And then, as of right now, I don't have anything else planned until the 25th of February. I'm going to be at the Futurity Pop-Up event, and that's also going to be in St. Petersburg. Hold on now, I'm grabbing the times for you guys. That's going to be held on Saturday, February 25th, like I said, from 6 p.m. to 9.45 p.m., and that's going to be at Black Crow Northeast. So it's going to be a really good time. I'm super excited about this. It's going to be highlighting a lot of um, vendors who are you know queer and BIPOC individuals that are just out here doing the damn thing running their business sharing their art with the world it's going to be such a vibe and I honestly just can't wait to see everybody at these events or if you make it to one fantastic if you make it to all three even more fantastic but if not you know I do plenty of events and I'll try my darndest to keep you guys updated here on the podcast with all of that and then other than that You know, if you can't make it to an event, I have everything listed on my website at www.cozyuniversestudio.com. You guys can shop there. Hopefully we'll get the blog going up soon. I keep telling myself that, but we'll see. (laughs) But oh man, I've been, I've been rambling on for three minutes straight now. I think we need to cut it. So (laughs) I hope you people have a beautiful morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are, when you're listening to this. And I'll see you guys on the flip side. Bye!